Hello, my dear church boys, and welcome back to St. Robert's Day Game Podcast. And this is a very special podcast episode. This is podcast episode number 100. 100. Can you fucking believe this? That's a lot of talking in front of camera or mic. And uh, it's going to be a special podcast episode. We're going to talk about advanced day game questions, or rather, questions asked by advanced or intermediate, like pretty good day gamers. What I did a week ago, I asked in my group chat on Telegram, the Day Game Church group chat, um, that anyone who is the level of baby Casanova or Deacon, Deacons are guys with 30 or more lays from Day Game and they're really fucking good. And baby Casanovas are guys that are really starting to get it. They have eight or more lays. They're giving good advice in the chat or, or like starting to not give stupid advice in the chat. Um, those are guys that kind of know what's day game, what day game is all about. And also guys that I have coached before. They also had an opportunity to ask me any questions they want in an audio format. So they sent in their questions. I have nine questions on my laptop. I have not listened to those questions, but I know that some of them are pretty interesting. They are about things like threesomes and other pretty adventurous things. But before we jump into these questions, let's talk about what's happening, where I am, and the stuff that might be interesting for those who want to meet me and get some infield coaching. I am finally back in Riga, Latvia, where all of this started for me. I'm super, super happy to be here in this Airbnb. By the way, that's why I'm in a place with super boring white background. There isn't really a place in this Airbnb that would look interesting in a video. I apologize for that. And uh, let's talk about coaching during the summer because the coaching season has started. A big part of the summer is already completely booked, but there are still quite a few spots left. And I actually have some interesting destinations in mind for, for this summer for different types of people. So depending on what you want, you, will, you, will, you might find some interesting spots. Uh, let's start with guys that want to learn in the relaxed environment, take some coaching, take some days off between coaching days so, so they can go out on their own, practice, implement whatever we're learning, and in that way get much more out of the time we spend together. Well, I am fully booked until May 20th, but starting May 20th, for a month, I am available until June 21st. I will be in Riga, Latvia, which is where I learned the game, where I coached my first students, I coached a bunch of guys. Here I have a, bu I have a bunch of guys who are coming to work with me here this summer. Um, it's a pretty cool day game place. It's not as busy as Prague or, or like some places in Poland, but it definitely has, I would say, better girls than Prague, better girls than Poland. Uh, it's a nice middle ground between places like Prague or Poland and places like Ukraine used to be with, with really hot chicks that are a bit harder to game. So Riga is an amazing place for learning day game. And also there is so much to do outside of day game in Riga. So if you want to learn an environment like that, then Riga is the place you want to go to. And the next one is me and Mr. T end of June are going to a place in the Balkans because uh, we've met very many, well, not very many, but we met quite a few very beautiful girls when we travel around the world, world from the Balkans, from the places that we're considering going to. I can just tell you one thing, it's not going to be Serbia. If you have crazy AA and, and girls scare you in general, this is not for you, then Riga is a much better idea. But if, if, you, have, if you have some day game experience and, and you want to 
try your luck with really hot girls, then this is the place you want to join us. And then the next one is uh, Sweden. I will go to Sweden in July. I'm coaching one student there and I have one more coaching spot available there. So if you are not afraid of tall, really hot, blonde Swedes, then join me there. I think that's one place, by the way, that's gonna be pretty fucking epic. Well, that's it for now, uh, because it's mid-April. I'm not going to talk about what's going to happen at like September, because uh, most of the August I'm booked. I have two guys who are coming over to work with me from New Zealand. Can you imagine coming from New Zealand to learn that game? That is unbelievable. These guys have balls. <laughs> I respect. I'm going to be spending most of August with them, but then late August and September, I don't really have plans yet. So if you want to do something, hit me up. If any of these ideas sounded good, then the link to find out everything else is in the description. You can go there, read everything, fill the form, and I'll get back to you most likely within a few hours or maximum in a day. And now with all of this being said, let's start listening to those fucking questions and talking about threesomes. I've heard in a podcast, I'm not going to name names, but the, the person on the podcast once stated that instead of getting the girl they talked during the investment phase, uh, getting her to listen to just random chit chat that she actually have is like another form of investment because she's removing time from her day to listen to you. In which case that would particularly apply. This is like a very advanced day game question, but yeah, let me know. I don't know who said this, but I do not agree with this unless it was in a very, very specific, uh, specific situation because on a date, the person who is the person who is investing more is the person who who builds connection, who is feeling more and more connected. So if you're only listening, then you're not gonna feel as connected to the other person. Whereas if you're talking a lot, if you're if you're sharing things about your life, because sharing something with the person you're on a date with is basically opening up. So the more you open up, the more I, I wouldn't want to use vulnerable, but the, 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 basically the more you open up, the more connected you will feel to the other person. Uh, and that's what you should focus on, on, on your dates. You should focus on helping the girl to feel like she can open uh, using the conversation techniques we, we talked about on, uh, I think it's either dating basics or dating advanced course on daygamecourses.com. To, to help her just talk more and more and more and go from simpler topics uh, like like work and hobbies and, and whatnot then go to things like traveling and parties and then if you really want to go deep you can start talking about some 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 like sometimes you'll get to pretty deep topics like family previous dating experiences but it's not necessarily to go there daygame.com guys uh, andy yosha and yad were actually talking on their podcast on their model the daygame blueprint model which is by the way the model i used to learn it was before tom torero became the top guy um, there is a part they used in their day game sets which was called deep rapport where you would actually talk about pretty pretty deep topics if by the way one deep topic you can explore if you if you get there and and, and you want her to invest and really feel connected is where she grew up and and did she grow up with sisters and brothers and and, and kind of go into things like that okay let's go to the next question how would you calibrate your set 
depending on the girl. For example, if you see a girl with more tattoos and more piercings, would you spike things more during the investment phase compared to an innocent, dreamy yogi where you would just keep it like far more generic, basic and open-ended? How would you calibrate in those situations? That is a very good question. That is indeed, indeed an advanced question. I, I love this guy. Actually, the next podcast episode is with him. He's, uh, he is a fitness coach in our community and we're, we did a podcast episode with him yesterday, but I, I didn't want to use it as podcast number 100. So I'm actually releasing it after this one. So the next one, listen to this guy. He's a, he's a smart guy. He's becoming a better and better day gamer. He has a lot of potential. Uh, if he keeps going at the pace he's going at. Uh, okay, you have to look at the girl's kind of, how does she look? Tattoos is, is a tricky thing, um, depending on where they are. But if you see things like pearl earrings, for example, and she looks like super classy, uh, like classical kind of wearing like almost like, a, not like a suit, but something like that, like a very official looking outfit. Also pay attention, whatever she's wearing, is it, is it emphasizing whatever makes her hot? Is it kind of tight fitting to her body or is it more like, like a fucking square thing and, 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 and just doesn't really show her body that much? I'm not, I'm not talking about cleavage, but does it, does it even kind of show the shapes? And the less of that you see, the more likely it is, it is that she at least appears like a good girl. And uh, yes, there are exceptions, but if you're talking about this, is she hiding her sexuality a little bit or how sexy she is by, by dress, dressing completely not in a non kind of revealing way or then she is most likely, at least in my experience, she's most likely a good girl. Uh, yes, but if I see girls with crazy tattoos and, and piercings and nose rings and, and of course crazy style, maybe some cleavage, I will probably go pretty hardcore let me think i've uh, I've, i i remember a set long time ago in prague czech, Re czech republics with a tattooed girl black tight fitting dress and like a rebel look i think she had some piercings as well and i just started telling a story how i love how prague appears like this cultured polite place with like beautiful architecture and and it's like super polite nothing crazy but then it has this crazy like sex dungeons culture and there's BDSM is so developed here and well turns out she's uh she's going to sex dungeons all the time and 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 this is what she told me just because I, I brought up that topic but if you bring up this topic with 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 a girl that's super polite super kind of you know like the, the typical good girl whatever you wanna whatever you you associate that word with Word with obviously she's even if I get the number she will most likely flake unless you 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 hit the small percentage of chicks who look like they're really angels but actually are super curious about the thing. I've done that in Riga too. Uh, I, I've met girls with with colorful hair with with piercings and and and, and tattoos and everything and and somehow I started teasing oh she didn't say where she work and I'm just by teasing where she works oh you must work as like, like a sex shop or something and 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 boom we start talking about a sex shop we start talking about BDSM and, and turns out she was a known figure in the Latvian BDSM scene uh, so that was a lovely experience <laughs> if you know what I mean uh, so you can kind of 
throwing spikes like that and you simply have to look at how she reacts when you do these things but don't go around saying that that they go to sex dungeons and, and start talking about stuff like especially if that's not your thing because like you know i do a lot of well, a lot of it quite a bit of rope bondage and and i have a backpack full of toys and stuff like that so if you are into all of that then you can play with these topics but if you're not then and, and she is she will just know that you're faking it because she's seen guys that are like way way more hardcore than you can even imagine i mean i've, I've been out with girls who are who've dated some of the most hardcore bdsm guys that that I, I i personally know and that exist in latvia and i've been out with them and you know she's like and if, if you don't have that that part that part that thing part of as part of your personality then then it's not going to happen she's going to totally see through you and of course if she is more of a good girl you don't want to go that hardcore but the better you get and especially if you're traveling and you don't have a lot of time and you're looking for same delay opportunities you still want to tease and spike a little bit but maybe about some 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 softer things uh but but that's that's what i would say about like hardcore questions uh, if 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 she looks apart and she is giggly and, and all over the place and loves the conversation why not throw it in why not see what's happening because these girls very often will find like the, the thing with girls into bdsm is that it's super hard to find guys that are into bdsm and I, i'm talking more about than just more aggressive fucking yeah i'm talking about maybe ropes and actually know at, le at least a little bit what to do with the ropes than just kind of some weird stuff and they don't know shit uh i'm not saying that i know a lot i'm a good beginner let's let's put it like a good beginner a weak intermediate um uh so it's very hard for them to find guys that are into that stuff because there's not there there are more girls into that stuff than guys uh, at least in in europe in most places where i've been that's i felt that that's the thing so if you are into that stuff then you I, I highly suggest communicating it in your sets uh with girls like that because she might think oh yes i'm gonna go on another date and it's gonna be super boring and he's gonna be a bad fuck whereas if she knows oh this guy's actually into some some stuff then then well she's actually way more likely to come out then again while you were learning this stuff and this calibration you're gonna get more flakes because you're gonna do this at the wrong spot wrong times and most of those girls who look super hardcore aren't that hardcore it's just it's just an image they have it's just a persona they have you know me having tattoos and a beard and a leather jacket doesn't mean that i ride a bike and sell heroin in the street corners like it meant maybe 30 40 years ago uh, and as far as calibration goes what's important is um, if you throw out one thing like that start with something softer of course and she doesn't respond to that don't take the next step that's what calibration means you have to do smaller things and then look at her reaction and understand can i go further in this direction it's the same thing with escalation you do a smaller move she reciprocates you know what i mean uh, then you can back off a little bit and then you do a bigger move and she's fine with that you back off you do a bigger move it's 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 the same with with, with uh, calibration or, or or spicier things in sets etc so i hope this answers the the question and by the way this guy sent a lot of questions so half of the questions are from him respect 
because some of the deacons didn't send questions. So, by the way, after you listen to this, and if you didn't send any questions, then don't ask me your questions. You, I mean, come on. You had your opportunity. Uh, okay, next question. Question number three about flow questions. Let's see what that means. During the investment phase, the difference between the advanced guys and the people who consciously try to attend the model is that the questions that the advanced guys ask and the conversation that the advanced guys have with the girl during the investment phase, it's far more natural and it's, it flows compared to someone who's consciously doing it, quote-unquote me. So what are some of your tips to ensure that we achieve that flowness in the set, if that makes sense? Again, a good question. And, and there comes like a level in day game where it's almost unconscious, subconscious, or, or you just do it and you don't really know how you do it. And for me, this probably is one of those things. Uh, fuck. Okay. Uh, I will get back to calibration. Uh, I, I will say that, that start with one thing and then go to the next, go to the next, go to the next. But the one thing, and I know, dude, I know this is not what you want to hear, but, but, but the answer is, it is about going on many, 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 many dates, because the more dates you, and, and analyzing those dates, just as you are analyzing your sets, you can analyze your dates. And, and each time you see a new topic in a set, you meet a chick that's a, a fashion designer, you will come up after the set, you will think, oh, what was the topic? Fashion designer, how can I come up? Like, what's a good story I can tell the next time about fashion designers? And um, uh, and you will have a story. And each next time you meet a fashion designer, you have a new story. And then you learn, the more fashion designers you meet, the more things you learn about them, the more stories you have. And then all of a sudden, you know so much about fashion design that you can just chat about it nonstop. Uh, and it's the same with dates, that the more you see these topics come up on a date, the, the, more, the more you will practice with them and the, gonna, you'll just get used to talking about almost any topic on a date. And, and, and it, it's really a matter of dates, but, but go back to, go to daygamecourses.com uh, and either on dating basics or dating advanced, there are specific techniques I give on how, like a different conversational techniques. And, and uh, they've been, by the way, on other, some of them have been on other, on other online courses as well. If you remember Tom Torero's girlfriend sequence, then a lot of the stuff was there. I've learned some stuff from the Russian day gamers I used to work with when I live in, when lived in Riga because I was I was working a lot with the big big Russian dating uh, company. So I added some of that there. Go go there and there are conversation techniques that that will help you. Like an, a great example is parroting. Like a chick will chick will be telling yeah um, like uh, I, I really uh, you know I travel a lot and I really like Paris. And, and you would just kind of repeat the last thing she said and look kind of like, hmm, you just, uh, oh, you, you like Paris. And, and as you say that, she will kind of keep telling about the topic. She will keep investing in the, in the topic. So there are simple conversation techniques that you really have to learn. And, and if you if anyone hasn't seen those, I, release, I, I think it's on, on Dating Advanced. 
but but if if uh, and by the way, to those who aren't on on on, the, on that site, dagingcourses.com, like we have basic courses that are completely for free, but you can get the advanced courses if if you're a dick and you spam a few of your friends and invite them to join a site, and and you will get them for free. Or if you really don't want to send anyone any links, you can just buy those those advanced courses for pretty cheap i think both advanced texting and advanced dating together is like 80 euros so i mean come on it's, it's cheap anyways uh, i am making a course to replace that course and that that's the price that is going to be completely different <laughs> so just invite a few friends watch them and those conversation techniques really work and just as you are before going out on a day game session you are uh thinking, oh, today I'm going to work on my storytelling. I'm going to use, instead of using three things technique, which, which I talk about on the, the, the structured natural video series on my YouTube channel, I'm going to use a, another, another storytelling technique. And that's what you focus on and on that session. And when you go on a date, I, I used to do the same. I would rewatch the videos before I go on a date. And I would go on a date and I would think, okay, this time I'm going to work on parroting and I'm going to work on vacuuming. So parroting is the thing I explained previously where you repeat the last thing she said and vacuuming is simply when you when you shut up and she would say, oh, I love traveling, I went to Paris. I'm just looking at her. Hmm. And you keep, you stay silent. And she will very often, almost always break the silence and keep talking because um, you are Used, we go, we day gamers, we go on a lot of dates, so we're used to awkward situations. Girls, in general, go on less dates um, than, than really good day gamers, so they have less experience. And, and if you feel awkward with silence, imagine how awkward she feels. So you're kind of putting her in that position where she's like, oh my god, oh my god. And now, now she will break the silence. Uh, make sure you don't do that in the beginning of a date, it's more going towards the second part of the date, just because she's going to think, oh, this guy's awkward, can't talk. What a, what the fuck, uh, but yeah, most of your conversation skills can be solved with with, with that course and, and just watch that and, and enough rambling. There's no quick answer to that. It's shitload of dates and practicing those conversation techniques consciously, not on autopilot. Okay, let's do the next one. Um, should be question number three. Let me open them one by one just so I can edit this easier. Question for Send Robot. Oh, Mr. T. So we know that with texting, you want to keep the emotion going, either with text pings or photo pings. Now, sometimes I feel like I've sent way too many photo pings, and I would like to know how much is too much. Okay, that is a that is a good 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 uh, good question. We actually wanted to do a separate podcast with Mr. T where we would talk about. Uh, where we would talk about texting, but well, since we didn't, we recorded the Day Gamers Apartment video. By the way, if you haven't seen Day Gamers Apartment video, it's a really good video where we show Mr. T's apartment in New York City and we explain how everything is set up and, and so that the dates would go would go smoother once you grow the, bring the girl back. It's set up so that she kind of feels more open, feels kind of opens up to you a bit more and it just makes the thing easier for both you and the girl. So watch that, it's on my YouTube channel. Uh, okay, how much is too much? First of all, I would say don't text too much in general. Uh, I would, uh, I, I, I text more than the guy, because texting, by the way, has changed. And if you learn maybe texting from maybe Tom Pereira's books or YouTube videos, texting has changed a lot. You're, you're, 
I don't always expect the girl to respond to my ping. Sometimes I will send a ping and I will kind of know that she, she, she will not respond. And that's fine. It, she doesn't have to always respond. The texting dynamic in the world has changed in general. It's fine to not respond even to a friend's text sometimes because you're fucking busy or, or you saw it. It's funny, but you're going to talk about it the next time you hop on a call and that's normal. So uh, with this being said, um, I don't text more than a few days. I, I will. I, I would say if you haven't date requested a girl in three days after getting the number, then it's already, you know, like you're wasting your time. Uh, I would send on the first day, I would send a feeler. She responds. I would send one ping the same evening, always send one ping the same evening. You get, you get a number. It's first of all, you always have to send the first message the same even the same day you get the number. Um, it reminds me, I forgot to ping, uh, to, to send a feeler to a girl I met yesterday. Oh, fuck later. Um, and oh, so always send a feeler on the first day when you get the number, never leave it for the next day. I've tested this. It, the flake rate, if you send it the next morning is just through the roof, like 90, like 80, more than 80, 90% like, are just numbers are gone. Almost no one responds to that. And I always send one ping the same evening, even if it means texting late at night when I should be doing something more interesting. I break the rule a lot, by the way. I do text after 7 p.m. quite a lot, depending on the country, less in Latvia, more in, 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 in maybe other places, but I don't follow that rule anymore. Um, and then I, I would send maybe one ping the next morning, whether that's a photo ping or not a photo ping, it doesn't actually matter. She responds to that. If I send, and I will send on, on, on day two, I will send one more text. If she responds, I'm date requesting. I'm not kind of doing this blah, 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 back and forth. Because if she's interested, she is interested. And if she is not, she's not. You're not going to magically change your mind by texting. By texting, you can, you are more likely to fuck up a lead than, than you're about, than you're, uh, you, you, can, you will save it. Uh, so I would say always date request super fast, maybe the next day after you get the number or the day after that, she doesn't agree to the date request silence for maybe 36 hours. Let's say you date requested Wednesday evening, then like Friday morning, you can send a ping, boom, 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 a few pings, date request the next day again she doesn't go for it delete the number forget her like it's, it's, it's magic doesn't happen i mean it does but it's it's not really worth wasting your time so i would really say text less send more messages per day instead of sending one ping because people would say oh yeah you can send one ping a day and and don't send more than one photo ping a day by the way if you're talking how much photo pinging is too much and one photo ping a day is fine i would say if, you, if you're it's fine to send three pings in a day there's nothing wrong with that i do that i do that but it's not fine to send three photo pings per day maybe one maximum two is is fine two is kind of stretching it depending on the country uh, and then just go for the date request fast. Don't don't waste your time. And, and I hope this answers the question. If not, then then let's do a podcast about texting, Mr. T. We will ask people for their texting questions. And okay, let's do the next one, number five. So this is a juicy one. Have you managed to have a harem of two or three girls 
that were aware of each other and met? If so, what were the cons? Also, what's the story behind that? If not, what are your thoughts on harems? I, I, this is the one question I listened to before before recording this, actually. That, that's why I knew there are three some questions. There is another one from Jay, the guy I coached in Bogota. There are a few videos about him. By the way, that guy kept going out, if you watch these videos, actually got his third day gameplay with his AA and everything else, and is still, still going out, as far as I know. Uh, okay, harems. Uh, well, it's kind of like a big question. It's it's harems. So the the main question is: Have you had have you dated several girls that knew about each other? Let's start with that, or that knew that other girls exist. Uh, all of my girls know that there are other girls. No one expects kind okay, of monogamy, but it's different for me and if, and almost everyone else. Why? And how do I set it up? So first of all. I'm a dating coach and girls that I date know what I do for a living. I don't hide what I do for a living. Yesterday I did my first set in Riga and I told the when she asked me, what do you do? I said, well, you know, when you go, go out with a Latvian guy, they're pretty boring. Well, yeah. It's like, well, my job is to help them become more interesting with girls. I'm, I'm a dating coach. I teach men about dating. And, and in general, all girls that I date know what I do. And, and I stopped hiding it. And, and it, it, if they don't like it, then well, uh, so it's easier for me because if I'm a dating coach, I'm probably dating several girls. Uh, if you are not a dating coach, <laughs> which is a whole different podcast topic, by the way, like becoming a dating coach because some guys want to do that. They have no idea how hard of a job that actually is, but whatever. I love it. I, it's my favorite. It's one of the best things I've done in my life. I like online poker too, but this or business coaching, but this is cool too. Okay. Then what you have to do and you have to do this, it's your responsibility to do this with any girl you are seeing more than once, don't be a dick. Don't give her false hopes. In, in my eyes, if, if a girl doesn't know you are not monogamous with her, then in my eyes, you're a complete, complete asshole. Uh, because you don't have to lie. That's the misconception guys have that you have to hide something from the girls. You have to lie to them. You don't have to hide shit. You don't have to lie. They're fine with mo most girls are fine with you seeing other girls. They, they like, how are you going to set up threesomes if girls don't know you're dating other girls? So what you do is after the second time you sleep with a girl, you tell her, Hey, uh, listen, I just, I, I wanted to talk about, uh, about one thing with you. Uh, this is really important for me that, that we actually talk about this. Um, I, I really like you and, and I, you know, this is the second time we meet and, and it's been really cool. We're having a really good time. And, and but I just I just wanted to know you. And it's important for me that you understand that I'm not looking for a serious monogamous relationship right now. And I just wanted you to know that just so that no one gets hurt and, and we're on the same page. Uh, but I really like you and I would really keep I would really love to keep seeing you. And when you do this, in especially this sounded like kind of almost apologetic, not apologetic, but you're thinking about her. You are making sure she doesn't get hurt. You're you're just telling, listen, I don't want you to get the wrong idea because you know you might it might hurt later. So just so you know, like you're really cool, but this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm looking for. But you're so amazing. I want to keep seeing you. And this isn't a message where you're telling. Yo, I have other chicks. I, <laughs> this is just you making sure 
she's feeling okay with with whatever is happening uh, so it's it's this message is for her so you have to do this as soon as you do that then well of course she knows you have other girls how do we introduce those girls this is this is where it becomes much more much more interesting and and that's a topic i should cover on a podcast i haven't done it i have touched it i touched upon this in several podcasts but but not haven't done like a dedicated podcast episode on this so how do you introduce two girls well when i start dating a girl i'll just after again after the second time i sleep with the girl i will kind of start oh like kind of start talking about what what is she into is like oh like are you into girls? Have you have you done ever done anything with the girls? Because you know different people like different things, and maybe she has, maybe she hasn't, and 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 that's where that's where you kind of that's kind of like cracking cracking the door, kind of seeing oh what 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 what's happening there, and you're not gonna say she says oh yeah I like girls, you're not gonna say oh yeah let's do threesomes oh yeah um, no you don't want to do that because again. Just as you can, you can go up to a girl on the street and you can say, "Hey, let's go to my place." And, and you know, like some girls will say yes. I, mean, I, I know guys who have actually done this, who have walked around the streets just and said, like, "Let's go, let's go." And they found chicks that that's how Russians would train their their well, they're not day gamers, but whatever. Uh, they, that's one of the things they would teach. That one of the things you had to do, you had to pull a chick just by saying, "Let's go and fuck." And then when you, after the training, you had to go home and, and you had to repeat it without trainers, without other other gamers, with, with nothing. You would just have to repeat it just so you know that it's actually possible. So it is possible that you're filtering out hardcore and most girls will say no, but whereas if you do a nice set and then you take her number and then you text and then you go on a date and maybe, maybe sometimes you go on a second date, you know. And then you pull her home. Uh, it's like this. This way is is this is this is gonna filter out most girls, and this is gonna be pretty fucking effective. And it's the same with threesomes. If you tell a girl, "Oh, you like girls," and she's like, "Yeah," I was like, "Oh yeah, let's go. I have a chick coming over. Let's have a threesome." Well, most of them will not do that. Uh, so I think the interesting part is is working with girls that aren't yet maybe ready for that aren't super down for threesomes and, and you can just say oh and and this is important i'm i'm not when i'm saying this to girls i'm not actually lying in the, in the threesomes that i have had have set up in the past i would i would just say hey i i, I am seeing this one girl and i have a feeling you two would really really click like you would really like each other and and when i say this i actually i'm talking about the girl that i know or i think they would both really, really click with the, with, with one another. Uh, and you see how she reacts and you, and, and she's like, oh, mm. <laughs> and you can simply say, listen, I, uh, like we don't have to, it doesn't mean that anything is going to happen, but what we can do, we can simply sometimes meet for, for like wine and, and then like see what happens. Maybe we will just have a glass of wine or, you know, maybe we'll have some fun. Like we will see how everyone feels and and at this moment, she has to trust you. He, she has to know you are not doing this just to get a threesome so you would have fulfilled your fucking fantasy. Because, well, then, like, if, you, if you're too needy, then you're probably going to fuck it up anyways. So, uh, so and that's how I get girls together in, in, this, in the same room. And then, you know, the rest is history. And, and how to, what to do when they're in the same room 
we will cover that in a different podcast if enough people ask for for that in the group chat and in the comments because that's a whole different conversation and and there are many ways to do it and i wouldn't call myself an expert on it but i've done it a few times when it was when kind of like on my craziest days when i was like oh my god oh my god threesomes are possible oh my god uh so that's how i do this for harems as uh, as in as in like chicks that at any moment you can just invite both of them over i i haven't done that i'm not uh, i think it's a lot of work and i'll work that i'm not willing to do kind of that that reward and effort for me doesn't really make sense because i've done my threesomes i've had my fun etc so uh I think there are be- other guys who are better experts on on, on this thing. So, uh, but make sure when you listen to to other guys talking about this, make sure it's not a sugar baby scenario. It's not a maybe indirect pay for play where a guy is taking care of the chicks. So that's basically the same as getting a sugar baby. Baby, the same as pay for play. So all, all that we're doing is we're, I'm not buying anything that I don't want to buy to girls. Oh, I will buy a gift sometimes for a girl that I'm seeing for a long time. Or if she does something nice to me, like, like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I would say that's it. As for harems, I'm, I, I mean, it's a cool thing, but I'm not really willing to do the work, to be honest. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next question about nonverbal communication. In a country where English is not really the first language and you are not using Google Translate, how would you start with a tease? Like, you look like cat. Either you must be meditating or really high, my sound. A bit complicated for them to understand, so what would be your typical stacked with the T's along with strong non-verbal communication okay another another good question from our fitness coach um, so uh, let's let's first let, let me first clarify one thing about Google Translate I think Google Translate is worth using only when you are able to communicate like you you have most of the communication down she is even if you're, you have a huge language barrier, you're still running a set, you're still like a few minutes in and then you would pull out Google Translate to, to just say something you don't know how to say or she didn't understand and, and it's, it's like an extra tool but I don't find it particularly effective if the set, if she isn't hooked, if you're not communicating already, I, I haven't found it to be, to be too effective. That being said, the rule number one, well, first of all, I will still use the same stacks. I will still use uh, the same stories. I will just simplify them. And the way you simplify them is you, especially if you're an English speaker, oh my God, this is super, super hard to teach to two guys whose native language is English. Speak alarm. Uh, speak super slow. Use as few words as possible and as simple like the simplest words you can come up with so instead of using 20 words use five uh the simplest you have to speak slow and i'm not just talking about leaving pauses between words that is that it makes it slower but you're still saying those words fast like you can yeah so and she doesn't understand the word because of that the word you said because of that so slower words, less words, simpler words. 
is all you need. I've day-gamed with very limited Spanish in, in Colombia and, and in Argentina and you know it still worked it, it, it was still great so uh, and I all oh, on the last summer we did a lot of coaching a lot of guys came to work with me to, to Ukraine we spent uh, I spent almost three months in Kharkiv Ukraine Ukraine where 50% of girls spoke and understood zero English and then maybe like 20% they had 10 to 20% had decent like and they could have a basic conversation but you know, if 50 understand nothing and let's say 15, 50 understand nothing, 15 uh, can talk in English, then you still have 35 who can barely communicate. And it worked. Like it's simple, talk slow, use simple words. Like all those rules work very, very well. So that's all you need. Okay. Next one. Side stop question. Oh my God, that is advanced. I've noticed one thing that instead of a front stop, when I do like a side stop, but like a tap on the shoulder, Quite often the girl freaks out. How do we avoid that freaking out situation, especially in like indoor environments like shopping malls or coffee shops? So side stops are great in some places while they are incredibly bad at other places. You do a side stop in Latin America I've had a chick start screaming like crazy, just like ah, like as if I was like robbing her because because it was in Argentina, it was in a place where people are getting robbed all the time. It's super typical. So when someone taps you on the shoulder from the side, they're probably robbing you. Uh, so never ever use stops like that in places in any place in Latin America. It's it's not, I mean. Mexico, maybe in like Playa del Carmen, where it's full with tourists, yeah, it's, it's different. Like on, on, on Quinta, whatever, like do whatever the fuck you want, no one cares. But you do, first of all, pick your pick your locations. Second is you have to you have to make sure you look you look apart. Uh, I did a podcast a long time ago. Black guy day game in New York City it was a podcast I did with Mr. T where he talked about the differences in New York City in day, with day game in New York City if you are black. And, and he said in New York City, a lot of people, there's a lot of, in general, me coming from Eastern Europe, I was surprised when I went to US, I was surprised to learn what racism is and, and see that there's actually a lot of racism there and, and, and prejudice. So when you dig in, when you, when you are in New York City and, and like a black guy approaches you on the street, he's probably trying to sell you something. <laughs> Uh, that's what people think there. That's that's what people think there. And and you have to make sure you look so good, you're dressed so well that there is no no way anyone is trying to, to that this guy is trying to sell you something. So if you are in a place where people have racial stereotypes, make sure you really really look kind of like this guy is not selling anything. This guy doesn't want anything. He just I don't know. Um, another thing, when you do a side stop, she has to see you. If she doesn't see you, that's a stop from the back. That is very, very, that is way more advanced. That's what I do in most places, actually. I stop from the back. I expect them to freak out, which puts them in this kind of deer in the highlights scenario. Um, and I use it to my advantage because. I play with it, but, but don't do that. Make sure she sees you. So when you do that front stop, uh, side stop, just 
make sure you aren't like she's here make sure you aren't completely next to her make sure you are actually a little bit in front of her so it's like a you know, 30 degrees in front it's like hey sorry uh, get eye contact before you tap on a shoulder or whatever you do don't do it from her back make sure she sees you okay that's it for this one question number eight who is this from oh i know who is this from this is a very good day gamer from london yo happy episode number 100 my question is two part so firstly because you like those crazy juicy stories so much you gotta give us your favorite Latin American story, so be it a lay or a near miss. And secondly, I'm just curious, what's next for Saint Robert? Is he gonna continue teaching day game? Is he gonna pivot? Is he gonna go a wall on the ground? Uh, I love this question. Let's leave this as the last question because I have a coaching call with my life coach uh, in, in five minutes and this is a long answer. I will answer to this but, but uh, I'll, I'll record this uh, when, I, when I'm done with my, with my coaching call. Uh, and this is, So let's do the last question before because we have one more question and this is from Jay, the guy I coach in Bogota. I highly suggest watching his videos about him. Uh, just because if you have very very strong AA then it's a story of a guy who has crazy AA overcoming overcoming it and, and just dealing with it and it's it's you can see all the things I did it, those videos aren't the most exciting because uh, they're just me sitting in a room and coaching him over the phone in some cases but if you have crazy AA and you're trying to deal with it those videos will be very valuable for you and so let's listen to his question so my question is like you're seeing a girl and then you, you know, of course you slide in the question of a trio she's interested in. Um, how do you set that up without uh, it causing any issues also? So I'm curious because uh, you might meet another girl from day game also. Uh, do you share that you, you meet these girls from day game alone? Is that ever an issue with the girls that you're currently seeing? Okay. Uh... Jay's question was partially answered before when Mr. T asked about harems. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of the stuff I explained before. One thing that I want to explain here, or two points that I want to add here. Number one is um, it might not work. Like your might, your threesome might not happen with the girls you want to get together. You will need, you'll need more girls, and and that's fine. Don't worry if you don't set it up. Don't be this needy guy who is desperately trying to get these girls together, trying to bring up this topic ten times, and, and just because you brought it up once, and she's like, ah, and then you are again and again and again and again, and you know, don't be that needy guy. Like that's all. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, and and if 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 you're if you can do that, then another thing I want to add is you will need. You know, we have abundance and there is like abundance to set up threesomes and that is way higher level of abundance because you don't just need a ton of girls, you need options for setting up threesomes. So if you have two girls who, who are interested in meeting each other, it doesn't mean that it's going to work out. I've had threesomes that failed three times before they finally happened. Uh, just girls not showing up, flaking at the last time, last minute and stuff like that. So, and, and don't become reactive at that moment. That is super important. It's abundance, 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 but next level. Stay, stay chilled. 
remember how remember how abundance worked uh, just just with regular kind of having regulars and just having reg some several girls you're seeing and it is this the same in threesomes uh, have more than two girls that you can try to get together you have to keep going out get more and more and more and more girls but if you become if you if you just get lucky and they happen to click that's amazing <laughs> If not, then well, uh, go out a ton more and 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 do some do a ton more sets. But I think the threesome question was answered before. As long as you get them together in the same room for some wine, they should be fine. And then the, the short version is your job is just to make sure, just as you built attraction and then comfort and then seduction with the girl that you went on a date with, your job is to facilitate their conversation so that they are building attraction. Then they're building comfort with each other and they're starting to seduce each other. How to do that? That's a super advanced question. But once you're there, you, I think you will kind of know how to do that. Uh, it's like going on dates. It's trying to setting up that, trying to set up threesomes is kind of like going on dates. Like if, you, if, you, if you go on a date, then you will kind of learn what to do there. With threesomes, the same. If you get them in the same room, then trial and error, you will, you will probably get there. Uh, now, I'm, I'm going to get to the to the call with my with my coach uh, and and I will answer the last question that, that that we have left which is a very good question I'm very curious I'm very interested in answering that uh, it's 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 a it's a thing I've been thinking about a lot actually so okay and we're back so let's listen one more time to the question that we that I didn't answer yet and let's go over go over that because that was a very interesting question yo happy episode number 100 my question is two part so firstly because you like those crazy juicy stories so much you gotta give us your favorite latin american story so be it lay or near miss and secondly i'm just curious what's next for saint robert is he gonna continue teaching day game is he gonna pivot is he gonna go a wall on the ground Let's start with the second question. What's what's the plan for Saint Robert? Because I have been doing this thing for I have been day gaming for more than four and a half years now, and, and coaching for something like four years. Because because uh, I I learned day game very very fast. I was extremely dedicated. That's all I did for most of my day. So I got really really good pretty fast, and and, and I met Tom Torero. And Tom Torero encouraged me to start coaching, and and that's actually how I started my website, my blog, and then it, I, I started this podcast, episode number one hundred. Um, all of that happened, and I've been doing this for quite a while, and I've seen how the day game industry has changed. It it went from from guys telling literally fake story. Oh, it started with with weird shit, but it it went into this very pickupy thing with with fake stories with fake accessories accessories that have oh this thing i bought on a on like uh, these these bracelets oh yeah i bought them on a beach uh, in in santa marta from a local lady who was making them and and this is actually a true story <laughs> uh, and guys would tell these stories about the things they bought in a local store and there isn't an interesting story behind that and it, it was a lot of fake stuff and and i did it when i started and everyone did it when when they started or most guys did it when they started and that was the way to become good was 
take stories that someone else had invented and, and then just copy paste them and use the same stories. But I've moved away from that in, in some ways, even when I coach my students, yes, we use copy paste stacks and, and all of that. And the storytelling is structured and I'm in no way I am teaching natural day gamers or anything like that. I, I, the structured natural video series explains why, why I don't do that stuff and why I'm not a big fan of, of structure of natural game or anything like that for beginners or as a tool for learning. But I am teaching guys how instead of telling fake stories, they can just show who they already are as, as in a most interesting way. So they don't have to fake anything. They don't have to pretend to be someone they're not. They can build their game around the personality they have. Because I recently asked in a poll in, on my YouTube channel and in our group chat, I asked what it is you're really, really looking for. Uh, and I said, this is going to be anonymous. And there were three options. Number one, uh, fuck hot bitches, you know, like the typical day game thing. So I just want a bunch of girls, which is fine. I, I love, I love girls. I love a bunch of girls. I've, you know, been there, done that. And then the next one, well, next option was, I want to find a girl to, to, to build a relationship with like a better quality girl. And the third one was, I want to have fun for a year. So just, sleep with a bunch of girls and do crazy stuff. But then one year later, I want to maybe find someone that I, I really like and then learn to meet girls that are that I, I don't have access to access to right now. And then I want to learn to have access to girls like that by having fun for a year and then build a relationship with someone I really like. Uh, and if still on a YouTube majority said, Oh, I just want a bunch of girls. Then if I look at people that are closer, deeper in my audience, maybe guys in a group chat that a bigger part of the guys said, yeah, I want to have fun for a year, but then I want a girlfriend. And then I see guys that I coach and, and I ask them, I ask them, what are you looking for? I always ask this question. I give them these three options. And yes, uh, some of them want to have fun. Let's say like 50% want to just have some fun, but more and more people are saying, I, I do want to have some crazy fun. But then after that, I want to maybe find someone I want to build a relationship with. And uh, if your game is built on fake stories about your stupid bracelets and lying about what you do for a living, where you are or how long you are in a city for, and, and you just think that you aren't enough, like what you are isn't enough then it's going to be super hard to, to build that relationship if it starts with a lie. So, so now I coach guys in a way that builds game around their existing personality. Of course, they have to develop the personality. They have to raise their sexual market value and, and change the way they look. That's why most of the guys I coach actually have worked with my stylist. You can actually in my YouTube channel, you can search for a video, how to stop looking like a nice guy. That chick is amazing. And she has worked with so many of the guys I've coached. So, and you have to figure out what you're doing with your life, money wise and fitness wise. That's why I'm working with my fitness a, a, a lot right now. I want to see, okay, I, I, I'm quite good with girls. I'm quite good with my business, but can I also become quite ripped and I'm experimenting with my, with my SMB because I think game is fun, but and game is needed to, to, even if you want to use term game, I'm not really a big fan of that, 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 that word anymore. Super PC, boring, uh, stupid St. Robert. <laughs>
which is what all the old school day gamers would say. Um, but raising your SMV and, and building your seduction skills in a way that's 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 where you don't have to lie makes you as as one of the guys asked about so how do you become super fluent in those conversations well when you do that stuff enough and you actually become a more interesting more interesting more interesting person who lives that lifestyle you have stuff to talk about because your life is incredibly interesting and that's kind of what i'm going for i, I want to live an incredibly interesting life so while I coach day game and I coach day game more than I've ever coached day game before and I'm, I'm usually pretty crazy like overbooked when the, when the coaching season starts like now I am teaching it in a little bit different way but at the same time I am teaching it in a different way but my students are getting better results because it feels more natural to them so Saint Robert will definitely definitely keep coaching day game there is there is just <laughs> i love coaching just after last summer i learned that i maybe don't want to coach four guys in a month because that is impossible like i i i was burned out uh, i coach too much and so this summer i'm coaching three guys a month and I'm, I'm doing it mostly in places where i go to really cool places for day game like riga is amazing for day game the place where we're going in balkans has really hot girls so i'm super curious to see, about seeing that Sweden I've heard so many good things and there are many guys who complain about Sweden but I know that good day gamers are doing really good in Sweden so I, I just thought I'm gonna go test it out and, and the Swedish girls are very beautiful so I'm going to places that I find amazing and I, I coach there and, and uh, it, it's, it, it has just changed how I coach has changed a little bit uh, the, the locations I coach at have changed a little bit uh, with that the guys who choose to work with me have changed a little bit and, and the, the, the longer I keep doing it is the more amazing the people that work with me are and last summer I learned more from my students or as much from my students about different topics as they learned from about uh, as they learned uh, about the day game from me because I learned about finance and about citizenships and residencies and passports and some guys taught me about crypto that I don't know almost anything about and, and just more and more interesting guys choose to work with me because I've changed how I look at the game uh, will I pivot uh, I am pivoting actually I, I'm still coaching I'm still day gaming I'm still creating day game content but I am creating more and more content about dating in general because day game is amazing but there are guys who have dates from different sources not just day game and and they would want to know what to do on those dates and uh, if i can only coach maybe 20 something guys in a year yeah because i always coach one-on-one -on -one. i'm not sacrificing quality of coaching to make more money to coach two guys at the same time or hire someone else to coach for me i'm not i'm not doing that i'm not planning to do that uh, so I, I can only help one-on-one -on -one, like 20 something guys a year which is not a lot but if I teach people about dating in general what to do on dates uh, etc I can do that in a, in a format of an online course and I, I think I really really know what to do on dates and how to teach about this stuff and it's simpler than, than guys imagine so I actually have created an online course that that is that will be launched soon 
It's for guys that don't know almost anything about day game and are just starting out to improve their dating lives. And the course simply will explain why does your dating life suck? Why are girls not going out with you? Going out with you? Why are they trying to get iPhones and gifts and luxury trips from you? Why are they not sleeping with you? Why they see you once and never again and all? And just kind of give, gives you this oh, this is what's wrong, this is like now you know your mistakes and now the next course that I haven't started creating yet but I will start creating it soon is actually gonna be about what to do to become an, uh, like a pretty cool dude when you go on a date and it's, it's gonna be everything you need to know about dates like what types of like way deeper than the courses on daygamecourses.com are right now. I, I haven't seen a product that it's not going to be just about dates. It's, it's going to be how to actually become a more interesting dude. So I am, cre I am creating more content like that just because it's interesting to me. That being said, uh, I love coaching. Uh, it's super, ex coaching for me is more interesting than day gaming. Day gaming for me is, is, uh, it's fairly easy. I, 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 like, I can go to almost any place like where I've been and, and if I like the city, if I like the girls, then, then you know. Uh, but I've sort of lost interest in sleeping with someone once. When I go out with a girl, I am looking at her as a regular. Do I, am I interested in seeing her more than once, maybe hanging out with her outside the bedroom, doing some more interesting stuff, going to like, a, I don't know, like, it's like after I've been seeing her for a while, do I want to go check some, check out some restaurants? Do I want to go out to like a shisha pot, like a hookah place, shisha place, just smoke, like just like talk about life. And do I want to do some hiking in the nature with her? Or maybe do I want to go on a trip? And, and I like, to have relationships with the girls I'm actually dating uh, instead of just sleeping with them once because again you know my lay count is high enough to to prefer reading a book over sleeping with someone once because the first time is always a little bit awkward so I don't see a lot of value there so maybe shorter day game trips for like a week to go to a place are not interesting for me anymore at all I prefer spending several months at a one in one place right now because that gives me opportunity to, to focus on my health that gives me my routine I can find my Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym and, and lifting and and regulars and, and build some circle of friends so that is how my life has changed that is how my coaching has changed so basically, yes, a lot has happened. A lot has changed, sorry for the long ramble, but I'm still gonna keep coaching uh, just 25 guys a year, no more than that. And the rest is gonna be online courses and, 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 and stuff like that. And uh, the first question, the juiciest, craziest story from Latin America. Let me think about that. Honestly, I wouldn't say that there was like a crazy, crazy lay story or crazy, crazy near miss story, just because it's pretty clear now that when I go out, it's either going to be like a shorter date or it's, it's going to be a lay. So there, there aren't a lot of kind of things where I end up and it's like, oh, I don't know what to do here. And, and if I end up, then it's maybe like, it's just, it was the wrong time for the girl because maybe she just had some crazy thing happen in her life and she just wasn't ready. So because of that, there aren't a lot of near misses. And usually when I go home with a girl, we both know what's going to happen. And you know, when we are at like a second venue on a date, we kind of know what's going to happen. Uh, but I'll just 
tell the whole Argentina story because I spent almost three months in, in Argentina, which is uh, one of two favorite places I've ever been to in the world because I have been traveling around the world and looking for places where I want to actually live a few months a year. Uh, and, and the first place was a place that I found last summer. It was Kharkiv, Ukraine. So that was actually when the war started, it was super sad because like all the streets that I saw the blown up in Kharkiv, that was where I was. I was just looking, I was just watching news and, and, and I was remembering, oh, on that street, I used to go that night with that chick. We would sit on that bench and, and we would just talk about life and see that street musician plays guitar and sing. And I got a lot of memories. And, and Buenos Aires was for me the second place I found that it's, that's amazing. You know, one thing about Buenos Aires and in, in the vlogs I posted from there, you might have seen like, oh my God, Robert was like getting laid left and right and doing crazy things. But you have to understand that, by the way, yeah, one thing is we were always thinking when we met girls from Argentina while I was living in Mexico with, with, with Mario and Paolo and Mr. T and, and, and David and everyone else. And that they, we always thought the Argentina girls were super hard to sleep with. They had the sickest frame and, and oh my God. But turns out when I go to Argentina, turns out everyone in Latin America knows that the two sluttiest clay, well, not Latin America, that's kind of like Mexico and like Central and South America, because you can't say Latin America because Brazil is not part of Latin America because they speak different language. So it's whatever politics or however you call it. So everyone in Central and South America knows that the two sluttiest places in, in, in that part of the world are <laughs> Brazil, which everyone knows about. Everyone's going there. And Argentina turns out. Like turns out Argentina is this crazy, crazy fuckfest. And and I go to Argentina and and uh, it, it's unbelievable. I'm doing sets left and right and I'm I'm getting I'm getting some numbers and I'm I'm really getting numbers. Like it's, I'm doing good, but those numbers just flake. That no one is coming out, nothing is nothing is happening, and like my first thirty sets um, and are like like nothing, like zero dates, like sets that seemed amazing, they they absolutely go to nowhere, nothing happens, and and this this one evening, I go out and I'm like I'm gonna do ten sets, fuck off, <laughs> and I think it was one of those stories, you know how like you're 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 you've done your session and and you're walking back to your apartment and you're like I'm gonna do one more set. <laughs> and I do this one more set, uh, set number 30 or set number 40, it was, it was something like that. And I, it's just this super hot Argentinian girl, very, very beautiful, very cool chick. Uh, and well, we end up going on an eye date. I don't, wasn't, maybe she was even the one that proposed eye date or, or something like that. She's like, oh, what are you doing? That? And I was like, oh, let's, oh yeah. And I said, let's go for a drink. And, and what I've changed a lot in my game, I, I've stopped frame controlling in places where there's a different male-female kind of relationship. For example, in, in Eastern Europe, where the, the, the strong male-female polarity, frame is very important. You have to hold your frame and girls like when you hold your frame and when you have very strong frame. Whereas I haven't talked about this yet anywhere, by the way, this is the first time I mentioned this because I'm not really sure about this yet. It's just an idea I have. But, but when you go to places where the gender equality is more of a thing, girls hate frame control. They just hate frame control. Like they think you're a dick. And, and that's why in our group chat, we, we have guys that are frame controlling too much in places like Germany and other very westernized places. And, and we just tell them like, 
dude, you're you're stop controlling the frame. Like just you're doing it too much. Like just chill the fuck out. She's not snatching your frame or doing anything like that, which would be a typical thing in in place like Serbia or or Ukraine. Yes, it happens all the time, but not not in Western Europe. And so there, I I, I I chill out with my frame control a lot. So I will actually very often let girls show me bars they like. And that's how I learned about nice places in Latin America. I would just, the girls would show me really cool bars that I had no idea about. The best places, restaurants, bars, everything I found out about was from the girls I was seeing. And, and so we go to this one venue and of course, pretty soon we are starting to talk about crazy adventures and, and, and banging way too many guys and, and like doing crazy stuff. Oh, by the way, when a girl says banging too many guys, she, she doesn't really mean like, like she, she doesn't have 100 lays. It, it might be 15, you know, because in some places like a lot is a hundred and in some places a lot is like 10. So take that into, into consideration. So with this chick we're doing one when you were already talking about this stuff and, and, and then we're doing one more when you, and, and then it was like, Oh, I know this place and I'm moving closer to my apartment, but that's like in a different part. Like there's like Palermo Soho and Palermo Hollywood, which are two very nice neighborhoods in, in Buenos Aires. But in the middle, you have this place where you shouldn't walk at night at, and, and you have to take a taxi when you, when you go there. So I'm getting a taxi and say, like, Oh, we're going to the bar. And she's like, I'm, I'm not getting in a taxi with you. Where, where the fuck are we going? And I show one on the taxi. It was like, this is the place where we're going. This is the bar. This is like, this is the exact venue we're going. And she's fine with that. We go there. We keep walking around, like some bars are full, we can't get, and we're like three, at least three venues in, because I, I, I sometimes do more than two venues, and and, and it's kind of okay, but she kind of has to go, and she's kind of on, but you know that logically she's off, and she like can't let herself do crazy stuff, and, and we end up at this bar, basically across the street from my place, where we get like, one more drink each or two more, whatever, like just our gym is cheap, you know, like you can get crazy cocktails for three to five bucks in a fancy cocktail bar. <laughs> and at this moment, I'm like, well, it doesn't mean anything has to happen, but I want to tie you up. Let's go. And she really wants to, but she just, she's like, like she can't like, and I know that she, she cannot, she doesn't trust me. She doesn't, but basically she doesn't trust anyone. And, and one thing again, again, uh, uh, about Argentina, Argentina is a fairly rapey place. And like girls have bad experience. Some girls there have bad experiences just as in like further Eastern Europe. That's why they're sometimes afraid. And I asked her about this and she's like, yeah, like, and I said, yeah, well, actually it makes sense. You don't know me. And she's like, oh, like here you don't even have to, like here it can be a person you know and, and they could rape you and it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. And, and at the end, I try everything in my, in my little secret briefcase in my arsenal and nothing seems to work. There's nothing that works. And I, I just look at her and I just, I just say, listen, there is literally nothing I could tell to you that that would make you feel safe because you don't feel safe with men. I, I, I can't help. Like I, I, there's nothing I can tell you. And you know that, that you will be always afraid of me, regardless of what I say, you will be afraid of me. 
and she just kind of says, yeah, you're, you're right, I'm super scared and, and, and there's nothing logically, there's nothing you can logically you can tell, tell them. And I just said, well, you're, you will always be afraid, you will never, never lose your fear, so let's go. And she just looked at me and she just said, let's go. Uh, it was after a bunch of sets, and for me, 30, 40 sets in a city and not getting laid, that's a lot of sets. So ended up going to my place, it ended as it ended, you can imagine, she was very hot. I learned how crazy Argentine girls are in bed, because there is one thing that I love about women in Latin America. They know how to move that booty, they, they're, really, they're really good in bed, they're really crazy. Uh, so that's how my crazy Argentina adventures started, that was my first lay in Argentina. And it ended with, if I remember correctly, and this is, I think, my personal record, I got nine lays in the first month while I was in Argentina, which is pretty sick. Half of that was day game, half of that was other stuff, but it was, I didn't get to 10, I think, because I was too lazy, but, but I, I got nine lays in my first month in Argentina. It was just, just crazy, but you guys have to understand that Argentina is a place where you actually need some game, <laughs> but I, it's, it's a great place for learning. If you know where to go and what to do, you can even do it in English. Um, I will be going back in October, so I will definitely have several, probably a bunch of coaching spots in Argentina and I already have guys who are starting to apply for Argentina or at least inquire pretty seriously. So we're starting to schedule something for the next winter in Argentina. Argentina was seriously one of my craziest places, one of my favorite places I've ever been to. I am going back, I, I, I am trying to apply for residency permit and everything else. I, I think I'm gonna live there at least, uh, at least uh, the colder months, while well, it's cold in Europe, it's, it's amazing in Argentina. And I hope this super long answer to this guy's questions uh, was satisfying, the story was nice enough. By the way, Brazil is another place I want to check out next winter because it's pretty crazy. Well, with all of this being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode number 100. I know I was talking a lot, but I like to go in depth and ramble in my podcasts just so you can maybe distill out of all of that rumbling some some nuggets of, of knowledge that, that help you in your game because in YouTube videos I can only make like an eight minute long video and it was like I can't teach you a lot, a lot there whereas podcast is the place where I can actually ramble and think about things and, and just go deeper and and I know that a lot of you guys actually love this and you know people with eight minute attention span don't love this uh, so thank you a lot for listening to this thank you a lot for being part of this because uh, it Thanks to you guys, like all the crazy shit you see in my YouTube channel and here in my podcast, it's all thanks to you guys. You all have been, most of you have been, have been unbelievably helpful and really incredible. So keep sending in your questions. If we have enough questions, if you have enough decent questions in the comments, I will keep doing Q&A videos because to me they are pretty interesting. Uh, so as I said, uh, I am free for coaching from mid-May to mid-June. That is in Riga. If you want to learn in a chill place with nice girls, with a lot of other things to do in a city, a place that is 
easy enough to learn the game, but not so easy that you would go back to your country and then your game would be too weak for, for going back, which is the case in Prague. If you learn in Prague and then go back to London, then well, good luck. <laughs> There's a reason why guys from London go to Prague and can get results that they go back to London and the game doesn't work for them, because well, Prague is like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, so if you like that, then Riga is the place. Late June, early July, me and Mr. T are going to Balkans. This is for guys that have at least some experience or, or have big cojones and they want to learn on really hot girls with a bit stronger frame. I think it's going to be an amazing adventure, especially because it's me and Mr. T, you know. And after that, uh, late July, Stockholm, Sweden with tall... Leggy, legged, or whatever you call that, uh, beautiful blonde Swedish girls. And then it's already September because most of August I'm booked with the New Zealand guys, and I have no idea where I will be in the end of August and September. But link to find out everything about coaching is in the description. Fill the form, we will chat about where the fuck could we do this with you, what city will work best for you, because I need to know a bit about you to, to suggest which city would be the best for you. Thank you for listening, thumbs up, subscribe, review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill, guys. See you next time. Ciao.